Hello and welcome to the Elas Football Podcast. My name is Andoni. I'll be the host for today. Uh, it's just a two-man show today. I'm here with my good buddy, Steve. Steve, how are you, man? I'm good, Anthony. It's been a long time since I've been on one, but I'm, I'm really, really excited to be back. You know, it's been, <laughs> I've, I've just talked about Greek football again. Yeah, man, it really has been. It's been a few months. We haven't talked since last season, so... It's nice to have you back on. And this episode is really packed with a lot of Olympiacos information because they're the only team left in Europe. Yeah, sorry, guys. It's all Olympiacos today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a big, it's a big plate uh, of Olympiacos stuff. So if you're a fan, you'll like that. There's some Panathinaikos stuff sprinkled in and, of course, the other results for the other teams. Yeah, also. that has to be. But exactly. It's, you know, it's one of those things where this is the news and that's how it worked out. Mm. Um. And I'm sure you're you're pretty excited. You know, we'll get into it in a little bit, but your team uh, made it through yesterday, uh, and that's really good for you guys. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Excited is one emotion I felt. <laughs> Relief was the other. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine. Uh, that's what back-to-back penalties that it went to. I can imagine the heart just yeah. racing and beating at that time. It's I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. We can start off with the Super League results because the Super League just started off this uh, this past weekend. Uh, and the first game was Volos Asteras Ripolis, and that was 3-3. And that one is kind of drama-packed, not only because there were six goals involved, but the fact that Volos sacked their coach like right after the first game. I think that was pretty interesting. Did you catch any of that, Steve, by any chance? I, I saw the highlights, and it was just – yeah, it was a weird game. And especially like the, the the last minute goal, which is nine minutes of added time, I from um from Barellas. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not even that bad a result for either team first first like game of the season. But why did Volos sack their coach so early? I don't I don't understand. It's just so cutthroat. It's the most cutthroat thing I've ever seen. Like, it's not even like his team performed that badly. I, I guess they would, you know, they were they were two they were two one up in the second half, and then they you know. No, they were three one up actually. Sorry, and and then they 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 bottled the two like a two goal lead. But even still, like a draw is not a terrible result for Volos. And I guess it just come, comes into question really early, early doors again. Like, what do Volos actually want to try and do this season? Do, do they want to actually try and push for top six, which they always seem to do, and then bottle it halfway through the the regular season, or are they just going to be a best of the rest again? Like that's the thing. And the same with Asteras. Like, I think I feel like they need to really try and try push to get like a top top like top five top six side again yeah exactly that's actually a great point you you never know with volos they're they play very nice football but at the same time they're always missing that little extra link to kind of take them maybe into the top five um firing the coach after the first game is very uh greek football-esque i mean it's it's surprising but it shouldn't be surprising at this point i mean we've seen it all um speaking with michael on the last episode i mean you remember there was a uh, a fan that had ordered Uber Eats and had them come into the stadium. So, I mean, <laughs> you know how it is, man. I said, I said a tweet about it. It's like, first, first it was Suvlagia for the VAR guys. Then it was that. And then later on, you know, managers are going to be ordering cigars or, <laughs> or like Uzo or something. Who knows at this exactly. point? Exactly. Exactly, man. Yeah. And as for Asteras Tripoli, um, it's one of those things where they're a perennial side that's usually competitive. Um, it was cool to see Barales uh, get onto the score sheet again because I believe last year he kind of started to cool off towards the end. Yeah, he um, struggled a bit. Yeah, so it's nice to see him back on there. And it's nice to see Asteras 
kind of, you know, get that draw and um, we'll see from there. I mean, it's going to be interesting. They're one of those teams that they're like a bogey team where you never know if they're going to be able to come out with a result. Um, yeah, I guess it's hard to kind of really, especially for Asteras, it's really hard for them to kind of break that sort of duct of the like the big five, including Aris in there. Like they need to try and get to that level, which is so difficult in Greek football because obviously there's not a lot of money um, and you're limited for, for, for kind of which players you can bring in. Um, but let, let's see. Like they're, they're always a fun like kind of fixture in, in the Super League every season, Asteras. Yeah, they really are. They really are. We'll, we wish them the best of luck. Um, it's nice having teams like that that are outside of the top five, building competitive teams and um, playing beautiful football. Mm. Speaking of which, Atromitos, Chris Coleman's Atromitos, 3-1 win over Ofi Kriti. And we know Ofi, they're, uh, you know, those Cretans, man. They're, they've got a big heart. They, they're fighters. Um, they came away with a 3-1 victory over Ofi. Um, pretty impressive. Um, Chris Coleman, again, was kind of that surprise uh, managerial signing for Atromitos, who the last couple of years they've been trying to have a competitive team. Um, Steve, how'd you see it? Did you see anything, the highlights? Yeah, I saw the highlights again for this one. And yeah, I mean, Atromitos have made a really nice start. It's, it's hard to say where they're going to be this season because they were so poor for, for most of the regular season. And then they were, and then what in the playoffs they they kind of gained a bit more momentum and started to play a lot better and they've clearly kept that momentum from last season as well and they've they've got a decent little team you know i think they got rid of they got rid of um Kiriakos papadopoulos i don't think he's even there anymore um and yeah look they they they, they play some really functional football and and Coleman's a decent manager, you know. You know, we, we've said a million times about his tenure as Wales manager. He he is a good coach. There was call into question at first about what he really wanted from this team but yeah no look they they, they, they should this season if they continue on like with the start they've had you know they could contend for top six who knows who knows yeah excellent points you can definitely see that they would compete for top six if they can keep this up and you're right about Kiriakos uh, Papadopoulos he's out um he was kind of their like marquee signing almost last year um and just you know yeah unfortunately, you could call him a marquee signing yeah, I, I don't even know if he has a club now. I, I I'm going to look at that. Kiriakos Papazopoulos. Let's have a look. Um, but I mean, just on Offie as well, it's not a great start for them. No, I, it's it's a shame. They're such a hot, cold team, and I, I, I they're such a well supported club as well for Griti, obviously. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, again, it's first game of the season, but it's not a great start for them at all. And they didn't really have the sniff, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. It's it's one of those things where I remember, you know, a couple of season, seasons ago with Simos, uh, uh, they were playing some nice football, but in the end, it just it, it wasn't correlating or translating into any solid results. Um, and it's just kind of exactly like you're saying, a hot and cold, up and down type of situation with them. And uh, I really do wish them the best. Kriti, you know, Cretans, they're, uh, <laughs> they're some of the, the coolest Greeks you're going to meet. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, uh, Lamia Ike. So Ike won three zero away, um, against Lamia, which with all things considered, Lamia are one of those teams that they're hard nosed. They play gritty football. They're usually a four, four, two side. Um, they play very defensively. So to see Ike come out and, you know, kind of punch them in the mouth and, um, you know, get that victory. It shows to me that that's a message to the league 
Um, I, we know, kind of fizzled out at the end of the year last year and it was very disappointing. Very much so, yeah. Yeah, they missed Europe and um, they made some signings. Um, they're close to opening their stadium, I believe, a few match days away. And they're, uh, they announced that they're going to um, host their first home game at the uh, Opop Arena. So very good for Ike. Um, we wish them the best. You know, they're one of the top teams in the history of Greek football. Uh, goals from Araujo, uh, two of them actually. And then Pineda with uh, the dagger that saw Lamia off. Yeah, this was a very straightforward game for Ayak. And Arujo, who is now, I think he's captain now, isn't he? Because yes. Mandalos isn't captain anymore. And he seems to have taken it on very well, you know, scoring two goals. And um, Lamia were terrible. They didn't have a shot on target the whole game. And yeah, I'm again, it's so hard to predict first game of the season because things might change. But they are not looking too good, Lamia. But it was a tough opponent they to get first game of the season. And as you said about Ajax, you say that's going to really give them momentum throughout throughout this, this campaign for them, I think. Um, and it's going to be exciting for them to see it. And I, I think, is it this season that that stadium is hosting the Europa Conference League final, I think? I think, is it is it this season or next season? I can't remember. I believe, I heard that as well. I believe it may be next season, I think. because Yeah, I think it might season. be. It might be next season. I need to fact check that. If we had my great for Greek football because there, there's so many good venues like f- to host these finals in in um in Greece and they just never use them enough. You know, maybe not like maybe not um the Olympic Stadium, but certainly like you know Leoforos and Gariskaki and now this and Dumba as well and even Crete. You know, there's some great grounds that you can host these smaller kind of finals like Europa Conference, maybe even Europa League if there was the infrastructure to for it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you, you make a, a fantastic point because we see, uh, you know, other cities being reused consistently. And it's one of those things where are those stadiums um, that much higher quality that they're going to be using that to be hosting a final? I mean, not in my opinion. Yeah, and I just think it's fair. It should be a fair distribution from UEFA to to have that opportunity for other, ne- other nations to host stuff a bit more consistently because you're always seeing it in the same place every other season or so. And it's just, it'd be great to kind of see see a couple more finals in Greece, maybe in the next decade or so. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Let's have our fingers crossed. Uh, that way it'll expand the game in Greece, which I, I believe is, is vital to kind of taking us back to where we used to be. Um, so yeah, that's Ike Lamia. And um, the last game for the Saturday games uh, of the first round, Pauk Panetolikos. Pauk won 1-0 with a goal um, from Brandon Thomas. So uh, nice three points for a Pauk side who have been struggling a little bit uh, going into the season. We know what happened with them in Europe. Um, they bowed out in an unceremonious fashion. So yeah, kind of, for sure. You got to start somewhere, get those three points. Panetolikos uh, under Anastasiu, you know, they play very good football. Um, you know, it may not say much on paper, uh, 1-0, but... Balk had a, a few chances, um, and hopefully from here they can build for um, some of our Balk fans' sakes. Yeah, and and you you kind of put it pretty sound there, Antonio. You know, Balk got the job done again. You know, um, and and I think that that's something they have to take from the season. They, you know, the fact that they started so poorly in Europe, and I, I, especially after doing so well in the Europa Conference League, we really hoped for Balk to kind of push on and maybe qualify again. And that must be really disappointing for their fans and just for Greek football in general that we don't have enough teams in 
the Europe, which we'll probably get onto later as well. But yeah, good good win for Bark. They look like they dominated, probably could have scored a few more. And Banadoligos are, are a tough nut team sometimes, you know, with the Garellis up front. But yeah, it wasn't their day. Yeah, yeah. Perfectly summed up there, Steve. Um, now on to uh, the last few results. Sunday, um, the the last of the first round matches. Panathinaikos, uh, 1-0 over Ionikos. Um, the way I saw it, you know, I'm a Panathinaikos fan for those that are uh, listening. Um, I didn't think it was as doom, as gloom, doom and gloom as I uh, had seen some of the Panathinaikos fans uh, reacting. Um, it was a little bit of a disappointment or a letdown to see the team come out slightly flat after that uh, second leg against uh, Slavia. Um, but a couple of key things that stood out to me was um, Chering, man, Adam Chering, this this guy, um, he he's good. He's good. I mean, it was game one of the league, but he was dissecting their defense. He was getting those scoop passes in. I haven't seen those types of passes since we had Sotiris Ninis come back the second time. Uh, in 2015 so it was really cool to see that um, and his connection was uh, Sporar and I said it after the Slavia game I think Sporar is going to be the next big thing for Panathinaikos you could just tell by his movements um, you know again no disrespect to Federico Makeda but going from a striker like that to um, you know a striker like Sporar from Sporting Lisbon who he has the movements he played actually in the championship last year so he's got the movements he, he gets into dangerous positions um, and sooner or later, he's going to start banging them in. I mean, it's a matter of he sticks his foot out and the ball barely goes over or it hits the post or, you know, slightly misses it. Once he gets everything kind of going uh, and he figures out our Greek league, I think it's going to be fine. Um, again, I, I'm not too disappointed. We got the three points. That's all you can really ask for at the end. Um, and it's more so just building from here. I think... Um, I think a lot of what I saw, it was positive. One one area I am concerned about, though, is um, defensively. I think defensively, once uh, Magnuson came out, uh, we kind of, we looked a little weak. Uh, Sarlia and uh, Puguras, uh, they're not the the level of defender Panathinaikos needs right now as a backup, uh, especially if they want to compete for the league. Um, Magnuson and, um, and Bart Schengenfeld, those two together, they're solid. It makes Panathinaikos go into another uh, tier. But yeah, Magnuson, of course, as we know, came out injured. Um, he's out for around 10 days. Uh, and then Bart missed the game because he got injured in the Slavia second leg game. So just a couple of things to keep out for, in my opinion. Um, oh, and of course, Panathinaikos signed Bernard. Um, during the game, they actually announced Bernard, which that was a huge signing. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But game one, I feel like people should not be overreacting. I feel like um, they should just relax a little bit and just take the good with the good and trust in Ivan Jovanovic. I mean, he won us our first title in the first time in like eight years nearly. So um, that's how I saw Bonfinecco's game. Yeah, you've more or less said it perfectly, Antonio. I don't think I could say much more, especially as the Libyagos fan. I don't think people would really appreciate my input. <laughs> but look, what I will say is Bernard is a huge signing. Like That's a massive signing. He didn't do maybe as well as he probably could have in in the Premier League, but people yeah. know his quality from when he was at Shakhtar Donetsk. Like he's he's a good he's a good player and he'll take you guys to the next level in that respect. And he's like your version of Valbuena or like mm, yeah. Dominguez, you know, that kind of like more veteran-y kind of like attacking me slash winger who can do a lot for you in the middle of the park, you know, and, and he's going to be really valuable for you 
So, you know, all the best to him. And it's nice to see you guys uh, hopefully can compete for the, for the league this season. You never know. You know, we need, we need crossed, the man. second biggest club to compete with uh, Olympiagos, obviously. Fingers crossed. Yeah. We'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Now, uh, Aris won 3-0 over Levadiakos. I feel like that's not really surprising. Aris have nah. built a very good team. And, you know, Levadiakos, they're constantly fighting for relegation and getting promoted. So, you know, no disrespect, of course, to Aris at all. But it's one of those things where we kind of expected them to win that one. Um, Steve, did you say anything or I wanted to add into uh, that point? One thing I will say, Andre Gray is an absolute steal of a signing for Aris. We saw that in Europe and when they were... Baris were very unlucky to get knocked out of Europe, I, I will say. And, and But yeah, Mancini had an excellent game. Aris in general looked really strong. I know, again, it's Levadia Gos and they've just come up and they're probably favourites to go back down again, sadly. But yeah, Aris have a really strong team this season. I'm very concerned about when we play them, especially away. Aris are going to be a really, really tough team to play against this season. They've built a really good team. And the one criticism I guess we can all throw at them, sadly, is that they don't have it, they don't have enough Greek players. There are no Greeks started for them in this game. And that's such such a kind of shame. And it shows where the league is at the moment. And not just Aris, but it shows where the league is at the moment that Greek talent isn't being kind of given the opportunity. There isn't a Greek core for some of the big clubs anymore. And that does need to change, despite the fact that yes. Addis look like a really great team. If you if Greek football wants to progress, these kind of big clubs need to give more opportunities. And it's I know it's hard in a season where you need to try and perform. But yeah, it, that was the only disappointment I could say about Addis this first game. Yeah, that, and that's that's a, a disappointment that's echoed across a lot of uh, Greek football fans' minds. Um, just the fact that they built such a good team, but there's no Greeks. I mean, all the other teams at least have one or two Greeks, and um, hmm. Addis. I mean, they, they've got Greeks on the bench, but even then it's kind of uh, scarce there. So we'll see. Uh, and then finally, Steve, we had to save the best for you, huh? Uh, yeah, <laughs> of course. course. 2-0 over Pas Yanina, over Mayaniotes. Um, big win for Olympiacos. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, for, first game in charge for the manager. Uh, two no wins, huge. Um, and let me just quickly go over who scored, and I'll hand it over off to you, Steve Valbuena yeah. and Radeljovic. Go ahead, Steve. Take it away. How did you see the game? It was needed because while we had, you know, obviously gone through to the Europa League playoffs against Slava and Bratislava and penalties, we really struggled to close that game out in 90 minutes. And so to see this against, you know, Bus are a decent side. They're one of the few teams that are probably going to try challenge to finish top six this season as well with Asteras and Adromido. Um, and yeah, it was a really, really good performance. And what I, I said, I said this to George, actually, after the game, it was amazing just to see rotation in the squad because, you know, under Pedro Martins, and obviously I'm, I'm not a criticizer of Pedro Martins, despite his evident flaws, and it was probably the right decision to let him go. He really, really was staunch about who he would have in the team. He'd probably maybe have like 15, like choose maybe max 15 players to play like maybe one or two changes from the actual squad and and to see rotation see players like Gudris play see like um Randeovic play Hassan we got to see De La Fuente who's just coming on loan like it, it was really exciting to see the the backups given an opportunity and that's what this squad needs it needs to kick up the arse for some of the first team players to say right these are these players are here and they are your competition Gudris is 
Oleg's competition and Gudris will fight for that for that first team spot and I really hope that that pushes them both to have a good season in general and and yeah the, the, in general the performance was good it, we definitely could have scored a couple more Hassan the, the best worst player in the world um hit the bar like um you know a couple headers really really unlucky not to get a goal um Valbuena took the game by the scruff of the neck like he is he's 30 what 37 38 still unbelievable like, he, he, like in a super in a game like this in the super league he's going to be huge for us this season um and fair play to Randelovic as well like Lazar like gets a lot of criticism and sometimes rightly so and I'll get onto that later in, in the Euro- European game but yeah fair play to him for scoring like he was in the right place at the right time and I was really pleased with the performance and, and you know I don't think a lot of people can be disappointed with what we saw um and it's nice to see us progress forward with our football because under Martins, it was very slow and there wasn't a lot of creativity and we'd score from set pieces. Whereas here, we're actually finally seeing expansive football again. We haven't seen... It's weird to say that we haven't seen that for at least 18 months now. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the new season. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, you, you perfectly said it right there. I mean, what Olympiacos fan will be upset getting a 2-0 win over Yanin? I mean, Yanin, the last few years have, you know, they played really well. Um, yeah, we've struggled against them the last couple of years. Like, genuinely... There have been times where we we have we've struggled to beat them. Yeah, absolutely. They've given the top five teams fits for sure, um, and just getting that two 0 win, that's huge. Um, and it's a it's a good sign for um, the new manager going into this season. So um, just kind of segueing from that, Olympiacos um, had their European result, their European um, uh, qualifier yesterday against uh, Apollon uh, from Cyprus from your. Uh, from one of your uh from my ends yeah yeah <laughs> so you know it might i'm sure you might have been a little bit torn on the inside steve but I oh there's no 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 I, I think i think with with when it comes to greece playing cyprus then i'm a bit torn because it's like place where i'm from versus play team that i've supported more because greece you know actually qualifying all cypriots well a lot of cypriots support greece anyway um, but there's never with with clubs like I, I don't mind if Cypriot clubs do well, but I, against Olympiagos, there's no chance. No, I 100% wanted Olympiagos to qualify. Um, and by God, did we make it difficult for ourselves? I mean, if you think I'm Donny, we've not in the six qualifiers we've played to get to this point, we haven't won a single game. We've drawn five and lost one. And the one game we lost was the game that we shall not mention against uh, Maccabi Haifa, who are now in the Champions League, and I hope they finish bottom of the table. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and we looked really good. This is probably the, the one of the few games in Europe this season that we deserved, we fully deserved to win in 90 minutes, but we absolutely bottled it at the death again. I think this is the third time we've conceded the 90th minute goal. Yeah. Um, and it was such an unnecessary goal to concede as well. And then once we hit extra time, more stress because Bar. Once Usainu Bar is probably one of the most frustrating players I've ever seen at the club, probably in the last, well, since I've started supporting, because he's, his talent is evident and he was scouted by some big clubs. But this is the third time in a big European game that he's got himself sent off. It was, first, it was against Arsenal, where granted we were going out, but we could have maybe salvaged something at the Emirates two seasons ago. Then it was against Ludogorets, where we then went to lose on penalties. And now it's here against Abolum, where... If it wasn't for Vachelik saving three penalties, we we could so we could be playing Europa Conference League football right now. So, yeah, something needs to change about that because I, I'm not one to be like, oh, he needs to go, he needs to go. But I do think that should be a, a possibility because we can't have a player like that in our squad. That goes beyond 
having having a tiff or having a gaff every so often and, and making a mistake or being error prone occasionally that is you know that's a that, that could lose a team a game and we were lucky that we didn't lose that game um but yeah it, overall i'm pleased i'm relieved that we got through the group that we've got which we'll, we'll I, I assume we'll get onto in a second yeah. i'm hopeful yeah yeah, uh, and you you pretty much hit the nail on the head uh, again. Of course, being an Olympiacos supporter, nobody knows your team better than you. Um, and it's it's funny that you mentioned Ba. Every time Panathinaikos plays Olympiacos, I'm happy when I see Ba on because it's like he almost always does some boneheaded mistake that causes Olympiacos trouble whenever we play you guys. It's a red card, you know, from a, a dirty tackle or you know, forgetting his man. Uh, and again, without fail, I go onto Twitter. Uh, I wasn't able to watch the game yesterday. I don't have Cosmote right now. Um, but I, I saw uh, the same thing. You know, my, my friends that are Olympiacos supporters saying, you know, we have to get Ba out of this team. Uh, again, without fail, late in the game, it causes that issue. And, you know, goes down to 10 men. Olympiacos made it hard on themselves. Um, but, I mean, hey, sometimes... Yeah, I mean, if it happens multiple times, is it really luck or you guys, you have the skill, right? You guys got the, the penalty. That's what I will like. say. This team, while it's struggled in this comp in, in European qualifying, much more than I've ever seen, it's given me more stress than I think I've ever experienced supporting Olympiagos. The, the determination is there, especially since Corporan has come in as manager. Because to, to win two penalty shootouts on the trot is no mean feat. And I remember against Ludogorets, who were horrible on penalties. We we fully deserved to go out then. Mm. But yeah, so it shows the resilience of the team, but they have to see out games. Again, against like against Bas, the chances that we missed, honestly, I, I can't tell you how Cisse didn't score about three of his headers. There was especially before before Bitsas scored the equalizer in the 90th minute, Cisse had a goal that Honestly, I, I, I thought it went over the line, but they just cleared it in like the 85th, 86th minute. And that should have been game over. This game should have been wrapped up in 90 minutes for us. And, and like I said, made it difficult for ourselves, but we, yeah, we, we, we made it. And the, the, the early goal was nice, you know, <laughs> Mavrias at right back gave Rebchik ample chance to pass it to Masuras to score. And it was a great, it was a well-taken goal, but my goodness. <laughs> There's oh. a reason why Mavrias is nowhere there in the national team now. Uh, bless him. Like, he's not, oh my God, he's not no. a great defender, man. I don't know why he was even there to begin with. But yeah, we've yeah, got better I, players at right back now. He, you know, as a Panathinaikos supporter, he was, uh, I saw him come up from through the team. And he started off as, as more of a winger. And then I remember as, he was like a wonder kid. And they went to Sunderland and it all went to pot from there. Bless him. Yeah. Yeah. He went to, he went to Sunderland under Paulo De Canio. And uh, it just kind of went downhill. And then after that, before I knew it, he was converted into a right back. And I love the guy, you know, what he did for the team, uh, that short stint that he was there, scoring a couple European games. Uh, it's just, what a fall from grace. I mean, he was linked with the return back, I believe, like last summer. And I would, I said, you know. I remember, yeah. You were adamant. Like, he didn't yeah, want anywhere near. Than I was. Um, yeah, no, it, it, I, 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 it was just more of a sense of relief for me yesterday. And, and I think, I, I guess we can go into the group now as well. We got, yeah. we, we drew Freiburg, we drew Karabag, and we drew Nols. Mm-hmm. And it's a tough group, but it's not, a, it's not a group of death for us. And we, we were the top seed as well. So to get Karabag as second seed, like the second pot team, is really good for us. Like they're no, no disrespect to Karabag, but this, this, this is it's a team that we should 
really be beating it over both legs, despite the travel to Azerbaijan being an absolute bollock ache. Um, and yeah, I, I, I fully hope and slash expect us to get at least top two in this group. Third place wouldn't be disastrous, but it would be a disappointment. But under no circumstances should we finish bottom of this group. It could happen, but it shouldn't. There's no way, especially if we get us, ourselves sorted and bring a few more signings into which we have slash are doing right now. Libya should be ready by then, especially with a few like league games under our belt as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is probably the dream draw for Olympiacos, um, considering all of the struggles throughout this summer uh, qualification campaign to get Karabag, Freiburg and Nantes. That's, um, yeah, that's huge. Like, I, I, I can certainly see Olympiacos finishing first place um, so long as they get the players in that they need. Uh, and so long as the, the manager getting his kind of style in. And, you know, again, he's not even a month in charge, a uh, full month in charge yet. Um, and he's, you know, he's still undoing the, the DNA left behind by Pedro Martin. So it's going to take a little while. Um, but certainly, I mean, this is definitely doable. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really can't see any reason for Olympiacos to not uh, at least finish top two. Um, I don't think they'll finish last. If they do, I mean, that's something. They shouldn't. Happen. I think the, the one concern is Karabag reached the round of six, the, the next round of the um, knockout stages in the um, Europa Conference League last season. So they do have a bit of pedigree, but it's not really on the same, the same level as Olympiagos and Freiburg. Obviously they play in a very, you know, in a very strong league in the Bundesliga, but they're not really historically a, a European side. Same with Nantes as well in France, you know, these are good teams domestically, you know, they're, they're decent enough teams, but I think with the experience Olympiagos have and, and, and just the, what the experience the players have, they should be able to get it over the line. And we won't see, a lot of the mistakes that were made in the Europa League last season where, yes, we finished second, but we very much could have topped our group last season. And arguably last season, we had a tougher, we had a tougher group last season than, than we do this season. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quietly confident and I'm really hopeful that they don't prove me, they don't prove me wrong. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm just excited for the season in general because it is a big change. You know, Martins was a, such a influential part of our of our club for so long and seem go was sad but it was the right thing and and Corboran is is proving that he's he's capable and his style is very attractive and yeah let, let's see what Olympiagos can do domestically and in in Europe this season yeah and definitely you know we'll all be uh we'll all be hoping by or Olympiagos can uh get their uh their results in Europe uh certainly is going to be a huge help for the coefficient um and yeah of course they're the only greek team left so we really have to hope uh, that they can they can get the job done but i, I think a lot of greek fans not even just olympiacos fans are a little bit relieved uh, with that um group uh seating there so switching gears a little bit from olympiacos now um onto more of a greek national team player perspective vagelis pavlidis uh for uh alkmar for az alkmar so far in this season Seven games, six goals, six assists. That's 12 goal contributions, and it's not even September yet. So we're in August, and he's got that many uh, goal contributions. And along with that, he made the list as uh, being the top scorer, one of the top scorers uh, of the under-23s in Europe. So he's got, I believe, about over 100 goals, if I saw that stat correctly. I don't have it with me at the moment, but it's a little over 100 goals. And it's crazy considering that he's 23 years old. Um, 
So he's been making news. I mean, of course, we saw last year we had Yakumakis, who was, uh, you know, kind of bursting onto the scene and uh, making a name for himself. Now we have another striker making a name for himself in the Dutch league as well. So I believe a lot of Greek players, strikers, uh, they should be going to this Dutch league because they seem to excel there. We have a history of that as well, especially not only recently, but in the past as well. So um, very huge uh, news there. I'm hoping that he can help us. Of course, with uh, Gustavo Poyet now with our new manager, we've been playing really good football for the national team. Uh, and just here's hoping that he can get it uh, going for our national team as well. Any thoughts on that, Steve? What's nice is there's genuine competition for the, for the strike partnership now. Like, and I'm not just saying like strike, like competition is in like, we have three strikers, which one's going to play? We have two strikers that are in very good form. Yeah, Jakub Magis, as you said, is doing very well at Celtic after doing well in, in, in Holland. And, and now Bavlidis is maybe not in the mainstream like football kind of industry, it, it, but it's certainly in, in Greek football fandom and maybe outside the top five leagues he's really really making an impression and I I personally think he should be making more of an impression like there should be bigger teams after him I said this to you before we started recording I don't know how there are teams who aren't looking at him like from a top five league perspective because he's excellent like he's he's a consistent scorer in 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 a very very credible league you know the the Eredivisie is a is a good league despite the fact it's not a top five league team or it's not you know the Portuguese Primera Liga but like yeah, and even internationally, like he's scoring goals for um, for Greece, you know, m- most recently against Cyprus, and and he's going to be in the Conference League with AZ, and they have a they have a decent group, and I think if he can prove himself at a, like at a European level, regardless of whether it's the Conference League or not, I, I really hope for him that he makes a bigger move elsewhere because he, he at this point he's proven that he deserves. It. I think the only t- the only players that had scored more than him, I think, was Mbappe and someone else, and yeah. to have to be like just behind those players. It, yeah, it says a lot, I think. Yeah, it absolutely does. I mean, a player of that caliber like Mbappe, I mean, yeah, you just tip your hat. I mean, Pavlidis is on that type of level with him. I mean, of course, you know, not on his level, but, you know, to have his name amongst Yeah, scoring-wise, he is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, it's incredible. Um, so, you know, again, I, I'm with you there. I hope that he can get a big move somewhere, um, at least to a, a bigger league, maybe get his uh, his name out there, get some more exposure. It's good to get some Greeks out there. Um from one thing to another, from one high to uh, now probably a low. Um, Steve, you probably remember him. Dimitris Diamantakos. Um, he yes. was, uh, I remember him, man. He was supposed to be, you know, the next uh, starlets of uh, Olympiacos, I believe he came from. Uh, he signed with an Indian team, um, Kerala Blasters. Yeah, Kerala Blasters. Yeah. He's 29 years old. Um, he just had his contract terminated with uh, Hadjuk Spilet. Uh, of Croatia and uh, yeah yeah after not getting a move with uh, Aris we talked about it last week he signed with a, a team in India so it's a bit of a fall from grace don't you think mate it's a plummet it's not a fall it's a plummet sadly and I mean I said it I said it in the chat yesterday it's the best preseason performance of any player I've ever seen he was unbelievable when we played in the international yeah. Champions Cup um, in, in 2014 where we we beat AC Milan 3-0, took Man City two all to penalties. He was excellent, unbelievable yeah. player, but he never really, I don't know what happened. Maybe it was opportunities or he just never found his mojo after that, but he never really quite managed to make it at Olympiagos. Sadly. And I was really disappointed because he, I, I was hyped. Like He was a young Greek striker, like the next Mitroglou, some people were saying, you know, because yeah. 
Um, but yeah, to fall to fall to that low to go to, you know, no disrespect to the Indian Super League, but it's just, yeah, uh, it's just not. It doesn't look good. I mean that that's kind of like a, a like a career killer for you. You know that your career is kind of done. Sadly, if you go somewhere like that, he's not really going to find a place in Europe. Maybe come back to Greece or go Cyprus afterwards, but that's it. Like, I can't see him ever coming back from that to like a like a, another kind of European league. Yeah, that's, uh, with any credibility, to be honest. And it's yeah, it's just a disappointing. If that's the move that he wants to take, then obviously he has every right to do so. But yeah, it's disappointing because he, considering he's only twenty nine as well. Yeah, it, it, it's absolutely it's just he kind of, you know, fell off the grid a little bit. And then now we're seeing this. It's, it's like you said, his career is over pretty much. I mean, he couldn't even secure a move back to Greece. Uh, that pretty much says it all. Um, another guy here, uh, Dimitris Nicolaou. Uh, he just departed Italy's Spezia and he's going to Spain now. Um, or, he, uh, I mean, he's been uh, he's been linked with them with RCD Mallorca. So. Uh, they're interested in getting him. Uh, they want him on loan with an option to buy him. Um, you know, a, a player that's kind of making a name for himself a little bit, young guy playing abroad. You know, it's nice to see that, um, you know, going from Italy to Spain, that's that's good. These are the types of moves that I want to be seeing um, our players make. You know, uh, you know, if you're going to go from one top five league, go to another instead of going from a top five league, perhaps, and then kind of plummeting a little bit. Um, it is nice to see that. So, um, that's just a quick little thing we had reported on yesterday. Um, and big news for Panathinaikos fans and for Greek fans in general with, uh, Alexadropoulos to Sporting Lisbon. So the deal was four and a half million euros with a 30% resale clause. So that's huge. Um, the negotiations took a few days and, you know, they actually just came out of nowhere. Just one day, uh, it just kind of popped up that Sporting and Panathinaikos were in contacts. Um, after Elas Verona had made um, a pretty low offer for Alexandropoulos, if I'm being honest. Um, mm-hmm. And so Panathinaikos and uh, Sporting were kind of having a back and forth negotiating there. Uh, four and a half million uh, was what they ultimately came with. But the big thing that everybody's talking about is the 30% resale clause. Um, so that means, you know, Sporting are a team that they know how to develop players. I mean, guys like Cristiano Ronaldo came from there. Bruno Fernandez from... Uh, Manchester United. Um, so they they have a history of, of making players and selling them for big bucks. So as a Equos fan, I'm really happy as well as being a Greek national team fan. Of course, I'm Greek. Um, it's it's very nice to see a player like Alexandropoulos attracting this type of attention from a, a good team like Sporting, who know how to really nurture and develop their players. So Here's hoping that um, he'll be able to kind of crack himself into the lineup. I believe Sporting got rid of two of their uh, starting midfielders even. So there's definitely opportunities for him. Uh, and, you know, like others have said, Alexandropoulos has that, basically that style of play in him that you don't see much with Greek players. He knows how to take the ball forward and he has a lot of pace. He's not afraid to dribble and, you know, take it to the defender. Um, so again, a lot of positives, I believe, uh, going into it with uh, him going to sporting. Steve, what do you think about that? It's a great move for him, to be honest. You know, as you said, Andoni, you've made it very clear. Sporting are one of those clubs, excellent at developing, developing youth talent, bringing them into the first team. And then, as, as is the Portuguese model, 
with other clubs like sport, like Benfica and Porto, they selling players for massive profits. And that's something that that's a model. I wish the Greek, uh, the Greek super league had because it's so perfect for Portugal. They make so much money off of stuff like that. And Bafanegos are going to make a pretty penny if he ends up developing and goes to, goes on elsewhere to even bigger and better things. And I think, this move is good for him, but he also needs to be patient. He needs to not worry about, oh, I need to be playing in the first team now. I need to be doing this. Need to be doing. You ha- let him. He has to. He has to let himself develop so that he can actually, you know, progress his career further. Because this is a huge move for him. And you don't want to, as a talented young Greek, we've seen too many young Greeks blow their kind of opportunities too soon. So I, 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 for his sake, I just want. I hope you know for the national team as well and for his career. I hope that he takes this opportunity and 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 kind of gives himself the time to properly develop so that he can become a, a senior player and play in a great big league. Because it's been a while since we've had a genuinely like mid, genuine midfield talent with this much potential. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I wish him all the best because he, and he was a real, he's a real tough nut, you know, against us, especially. And, and, and it was, an, I guess it's nice for him to kind of leave you guys after winning the, the Greek cup as well. So yeah, I, I think at Sporting, he'll do, hopefully, I hope that he does well. Yeah, best of luck to Alexandropoulos. Uh, we're all going to be supporting him. Uh, you know, we got to support our Greeks, uh, hoping uh, they can make a difference for our national team. Uh, now, Aris on the transfer front, Aris have uh, landed Nicholas Nkulu on a two-year deal, former Watford player uh, from the Premier League. So 31 years old. Um, he's recently had a, a little bit of a, a history with injuries, I believe it was. But, I mean, they continue to just add on to this beautiful transfer window if i'm being honest i mean they added some players where you would have if you had told me this last year that Addis was going to be getting these players i would have laughed and thought you were joking but again that's that's really solid um played in the premier league he played in your neck of the woods uh steve in england um you know much uh, about include that you can add that you think you can do no <laughs> to be honest no? i don't remember it <laughs> I don't remember him at all. I've I've heard different things about him. Um, I don't even know how long ago he even played for Watford. But you look, as you said, Addis have made so many signings this season. Um, and I guess it's to really bolster their squad. And yeah, look, it, any any player with Premier League experience can hopefully bring value. Look at like I said with Andre Gray. Like I know much more about him because he's been much more of a consistent feature in in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, look, and Kulu. Fair enough. It's a free transfer. It's low risk. He'll know Andre Gray because they both played at Watford together. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a, it's another it's another signing for Arias, and they're really really pushing to try and take themselves to that next level, which is nice to see because they haven't won a trophy in such a long time. I can't remember the last time they won a trophy. They won the league back in what the the thirties, I think, something like that. Yeah. So, I yeah, fair enough to them. Uh, it's another another position where a Greek player can't play, though. If I'm going to nitpick a little bit, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's a good point. Another another position where a Greek can't play, but yeah, it's it's a little interesting here with uh, with Aris. We'll see what they can do. Um, you know, it, it's really uh, refreshing to see them kind of coming up again, especially after last year. Um, so uh, back to Olympiakos, two big things here. They signed uh, the striker Huang. So there's Huang squared on the team now. So there's a midfield Huang, and then there's now a striker Huang. Uh, and also, Costas Fortunis is extending. I had brought this up a couple of weeks ago that perhaps with Martins being sacked, 
Olympiacos is golden boy would uh, probably stay. Uh, and I'm sure Steve and many others, like I saw on Twitter, are really happy about that. Um, personally, I, I think that's a huge move for Olympiacos. Not only on, on the fact that he's a talented player, just on the fact that it's a symbolic thing. He's a Greek player. He loves the club. He's been the captain, I believe, before. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, that that's huge for Olympiacos, in my opinion. Uh, and I just wanted to get your opinion on that, Steve, these two players here. Yeah, so firstly, Huang... I think at first we were close to signing him and then he said, oh, no, I don't want to come to Olympiagos. Um, and then Huang, who we've signed most recently, um, had a talking to him and kind of, he must have changed his mind or something. I, that's kind of what I've been hearing because um, they both play obviously for, for South Korea, the national team. And, um, and so Huang has come on loan from Nottingham Forest who signed him from Bordeaux for £5 million. Pounds. Um, and yeah, he, I've, I've looked at his goal record. He's got a great record. Um, I'm excited because we need other forwards because, you know, El Arabi is a, is a, you know, legendary striker for us, but he's getting on Hassan. I, I, I love the memes with Hassan that I, you know, that only I give a shit about, <laughs> but we, after Tequino going and Tequino being so consistent and obviously he clearly wanted to go back to, to his native Brazil and play for Botafogo. We, we did need another addition up front and and Huang looks like a really, really good signing. And Bordeaux, you know, while they got relegated, are a big are a big team in France. So I'm I'm pleased with that. And then on to Fortunis. Man, I, I I think this has been coming for a long time. I, I with Martins saying that he wasn't gonna be part of the squad anymore. He was, you know, he was surplus to requirements. I think a lot of people speculated that people uh, Fortunis was waiting to see what would happen if Martin stayed? Because obviously there's a bit of speculation with how preseason went and then how the European qualifiers were going. And then when Martins decided to, to leave, um, clearly things changed after that. And and so I'm, I'm glad that he's back with the team. He's going to be training next week. I don't think he'll be there for the Asteras game this weekend, but he'll, he'll certainly be back training. And yeah, look, he's got good competition now. Huang, the midfielder, will be playing in cam. So... Yeah, Fortunis has now got competition. And I can understand why he might have felt a struggle to, to motivate himself because two ACL injuries is so tough to come back for as a footballer. A football, some footballers don't come back from that. And mm. I really hope he does because he's so talented. He's Even non-Olibiagos fans will say he's one of the most talented players of his generation for, for, for Greece. And for the national team, we need him. And certainly Olibiagos, we need him as well because the, he's a fan favorite and he's he's a legend of the club. He's been there for nearly 10 years now. So mm-hmm. I really hope he comes back and proves to Corberan that he, he's still an important part of the team. Yeah, absolutely, man. You hit the nail on the head as usual. That's He's a legend of the team. It's good to see a player like that back. And like you were saying, even opposing fan, uh, uh, you know, they can say that Fortunis is a good player. Like he, he has... Like I was saying with Alexandropoulos earlier, he has that technical ability that you don't really see too much with Greek players sometimes. Um, and so just seeing that, yeah, it, it is um, it is uh, pretty cool to see him back, honestly, you know, from the outside looking in. Um, and so we can get on to the uh, match days for this weekend. And actually, there's a game going on in a couple of hours today, and we can kind of give our predictions and wrap it up there. Um, today... Yonikos are playing Levadiakos in like two hours, in about two hours or so, uh, as we're recording this podcast. Um, I think Yonikos is going to be a win for Yonikos. I mean, they even gave Panathinaikos a, a hard time last weekend. 
Nevada Costa again. They're if you look at their form, it's all losses and one draw. Uh, versus Johnny Costa, it's one loss and all wins. So, I'm thinking they'll win about two nil over Nevada Costa. Um, what about you, Steve? I'm in full agreement of you, man. I think Ionigos is such a solid little team and they, they have the experience of staying up in the Super League quite comfortably at that. Um, I think it's going to be a comfortable win for Ionigos and Livadiagos. Um, sadly, going to lose again. Um, <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know where they're <laughs> going to get a win from, to be honest, <laughs> but let's see. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting season for them, to be honest. Pasyanena uh, Lamia, I think Pasyanena is going to win this one also 2 0. Um, you know, given the fact that Lamia played so tragically against uh, Pauk, if I'm being honest, they didn't even really create a chance. Uh, I think Bas will will get a comfortable win there. I'm the same. Bas played fairly well against us, despite the fact we were definitely the best team last weekend. And and against weaker opposition than themselves, yeah, I think Bas will again comfortably comfortable home win. And um, Ike versus Volos. I, uh, I think, are, again, the favorites here. Um, Volos, after getting rid of their manager after the, the first game, they're kind of up in arms. Uh, I also believe that they're having an issue with their venue currently. Um, I may be wrong. Um, oh, no, you know what? I have That was Levad de Agos. Levad de Agos having an issue with their venue at the moment, yeah. They're the, yeah, Levad de Agos are having their issue there. Um, so, again, I think Ike will, will get the win, but Volos are scrappy side. Um, I'm going to go here with a, a 2-1 win for Ike. Yeah, I'm, I think that's fair. I think it, probably, hmm, yeah, 2-3-1 two, two, for Ike. I, I don't think they'll be too, they won't struggle too much against Volos, but let's see. Yeah, you never know with them. They're, they're one of those bogey sides where they either have it all or they don't have it all together and it's exactly collapse. <laughs> Uh, Panitolikos, Aris. Um, I think Aris is going to win this one pretty comfortably. I think 3 0 for them. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm the same. Panitolikos can play some good football, but Aris are unstoppable. And I expect, once again, Andre Gray to score. And yeah, it'll be a, a, probably 2 0, 2 0 to Aris away. Yeah, yeah, that's a good prediction there. Andre Gray again really quality striker, especially for our uh, level of the, the league currently. Um, yeah, I can certainly see him scoring. Ofikriti, Panathinaikos. Now, this is the interesting situation here. Uh, I believe Panathinaikos was supposed to play in Kriti, in Ofi. Uh, however, something got mixed up and they're going to actually have the game in, Leva, in uh, Leoforos. Um, and, you know, Volos was, of all teams, Volos was the one protesting that... Uh, switch up there so gonna be curious to see what happens there um i think panathinaikos is gonna win this one uh 3-0 i just want to back my team a little bit there i think we can get 3-0 get out of that little um creative funk that the fans were saying we were in last week yeah i think you're right i think off put looking like they're gonna have another one of those slow starts before they kind of pick up a bit more as this as the season progresses so i yeah i think uh, will win uh, Pauk Atromitos. Um, I'm gonna go with Atromitos winning this one 2 1. I think Pauk are not convincing me too much. Mm, I was thinking that, although I'm gonna say to all draw, I think Pauk won't win, the, won't lose this game. Sorry, but um, 
Adromitos had a really good start. Again, it's one game, but yeah, I could see a draw. Yeah, good, good prediction there. That's a that's a solid one there. Can't see him losing, but can't see him winning either. Mm. Asteras Tripoli, Olympiacos. Um, Steve, you go with the prediction first on this. Um, I'm, I'm expecting a bit of a European hangover, but then we'll definitely rotate. It's on Monday, actually. It's on Monday night. That's interesting. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think looking at how Asteras played, they'll definitely they definitely have good goal threat considering they scored three against Volos. Um, but I think we'll probably win this 2-1. I think we'll, we'll play some nice football, probably miss a ton of chances, and but still win. Perfect. 2-1. Okay. Uh, I think Olympiacos is going to win this one 3-0. And just for the fact that um, Asteras, if I look at their form, it's all draws and losses, not one win. Um now, you know, perhaps that can show to their, their defense, I guess, a little bit if they're getting the, the draws and not losing. But, uh, again, I think Olympiacos, after going through, um, they'll probably want to get some of those anxieties out and, and some of that relief out, and they could just, you know, take it to Asteras Tripoli. And, you know, it's a Monday game, like you said. Um, yeah, I think I think that'll be a, a routine win for them. It may be a challenge a little bit because, again, Asteras are good, but yeah, I, I think Olympiacos are uh, good there. And that pretty much wraps up our uh, predictions. And um, that's pretty much all we had on the agenda for today. Uh, any last uh, messages, words you want to give out before we uh, finish this off? Steve? Um, I guess the, the minor thing is that um, Rezos, Banos Rezos is probably going to come back to Olympiagos. I think he's going to play his last game for Hellas Verona this weekend. And then his ca- contract will get cancelled and re-sign him on a free for, on a, a, for, for four or three years. Um and look, he's had a really tough time out since he left with injuries. And some people say coming back to Greece is a step down. And obviously, obviously, compared to playing in Italy and playing in Germany, it is. But at the same time, he's coming back to a club where he know that he knows very well. He'll get treated very well. And if 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 that is made official and he does come back, I'm really excited because it's another Greek player. Um, and he's got quality. And if he can stay fit, then he will bring a lot of value to our team. Um, four, four years after he left as well. Like, it's been a long time. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. But that's, that's more or less it for me, I think. I can't think of anything else, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, Retsos is a, is a good shout. Uh, it's a little sad that he, um, you know, he, he's kind of starting to fizzle out a little bit. I remember he, he had a lot of um, hype around him as well. Hopefully, I mean, he's still young. I believe he's 26 years old. He's younger. Um, I think he's 24. He's like, oh, he's 24. Three. See, okay. So there's yeah. still time. I mean, maybe he can recoup a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, same with me, man. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Um, thank you for tuning into the uh, Elas Footy podcast. Um, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have our Instagram, our Twitter, uh, Facebook pages, all at Elas Footy. Um, we're on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Steve, again, I'm really happy to have you back on. Really happy to talk to you again. Uh, thanks for being on here, man. Yeah, it's my pleasure, man. Hopefully we uh, hopefully we do some more of this uh, some other time for sure, because I definitely want to try to get on more podcasts when I can. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right. Take care. Cheers.